always love meeting a new customer. Come on in. Welcome to my tavern, friends. Enjoy your stay. Hello and welcome back. This is Bob's Tavern Cast, the show that talks all about Hearthstone Battlegrounds. I am your bartender, Jay. And I'm your bartender, Don. And Bob is not here. He is currently quarantined in his home, uh, like most of us, but that's okay. Let's go ahead and pour a drink and get started. Don, how has your week been? Well, ugh. They, uh, you know, announced some stuff this week. Um, so just a little bit, you know, I mean, we'll like, we'll probably talk about that for like five minutes and then be done. I think, you know, uh, no, I mean, they dropped a ton, a ton, so much stuff on us. And not only Battlegrounds, just everything, but also a lot of Battleground stuff. Holy smokes. Yeah. So this, this was a massive, uh, week for everything, but especially Hearthstone. We had, uh, the new year announced hall of fame announced and uh so many new cards new hero types all of these things and i encourage you to go check out some other podcast because we're not <laughs> going to talk about any of those things we're going to talk about battlegrounds but don't worry oh my goodness there was so much battleground stuff that they just happened to sneak by like it it was funny i i messaged uh dragon and discord uh after the keynote or after the little announcement thing that they did and i was like oh so there were no battlegrounds announcements and she was just like what <laughs> like have you not <laughs> oh yeah that was during my stream and i'm sure the look on my face was just like are you serious? Like, uh, there's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I was, so I was, I was watching like the announcements on Twitch, but I was like watching from my phone because I was at work and I was, I was like basically going in and out of it. And I I saw like all the big stuff. And then I was like, okay, cool. You know, whatever. So then I'm not checking anything else throughout the day. And then I see dragon streaming. and I'm like, okay, cool. Hey, you know, it's cool, but it kind of sucks. We didn't have any battleground stuff. And she's like, are you crazy? There's <laughs> so much to talk about. And then she sent me the link and I definitely looked at it. And my eyes immediately just like, I, I just became so concerned for our well-being because there's so much to talk about and i am not even i don't i don't know how to transition into it so let's well i was gonna say before we do jump in i do just want to say that yeah anybody that watched the live stream and watched the what they announced and stuff yeah they did focus like they didn't really mention battlegrounds at all they mentioned that there would be battlegrounds changes and it was kind of just a casual, just like kind of swept aside comment almost just like, yeah, there's going to be Battlegrounds changes. And it was kind of the way that I took it, at least, was kind of just like, oh, throughout the year, there will be consistent Battlegrounds changes is kind of how I interpreted it. And then the only reason I I knew is because I actually saw Cora. So shout out to Cora, uh, who's now working for Blizzard, but she posted the patch 16.6 link and was like, here's all the battleground stuff. And I was like, what? 
uh, and opened that up. And yeah, pretty much was just like, they didn't say anything about this. Like, it was pretty much just pushed aside. Like, yeah, there's Battlegrounds changes. But I mean, they dropped that same day. Well, I, I mean, I saw on their roadmap, which I mean, cool. You know, Hearthstone has a roadmap now. That's awesome. But on their roadmap, it was like, oh, that's phase two. So I was like, okay, so we're not going to see anything about Battlegrounds for a minute. And then I was like, oh, wait, no. Oh, wow. Phase two. That's apparently phase two is yesterday. I don't know. Phase two was not yesterday. Don't. <laughs> but at the same time, so many things got dropped. And then to even speculate, I mean, what... Phase two has to be them going live with Battlegrounds, like it no longer being a beta. Uh, I mean, they're about to charge for access to Battlegrounds bonuses. So I, I would think it's almost time to, to get rid of that beta flag, right? I I would think so. I was thinking that too. Um, but that in going back to what you were talking about with that roadmap, I'm pretty sure the phase one, phase two, phase three, uh, that corresponds to the like expansions throughout the year. So phase one is going to be like the first kind of expansion of the year and that time frame. Phase two will be like the second expansion and that kind of those four months and same thing for three. So they will be doing, they have battlegrounds on each of those three phases. So they're going to be making battlegrounds changes throughout the year. Uh, but yeah, you know, like you just said, let, let's go in and jump and talk about the first thing that they put in here, which is this tavern pass. So with the release of Ashes of Outland, we're introducing a tavern pass, which is an all new way to access perks for battlegrounds. That to me, just just the fact that they're thinking about how how to get more and more people involved in battlegrounds, how to one, make it an incentive for them, but to also keep it at that free-to-play level. Um, I think this is a great way to do it. So the the gist of it is uh, the Battle Pass, or sorry, the, see, we were saying Battle Pass so many times. <laughs> I know, I keep calling it that. The, I'm sorry. The Tavern Pass <laughs> will be available for $20 or 2500 gold, and it includes four arena tickets and the following Battlegrounds perks for the duration of Ashes of Outland's expansion cycle. Advanced statistics, visual emotes, a third and fourth hero to choose from at the start of the game, and early access to new Battlegrounds heroes. So the first thing here, four, four heroes, this immediately answers the question that I had with, with so many heroes, how are they going to manage? Because it's going to feel bad knowing that you didn't have a good opportunity to choose. I think adding a fourth hero is a perfect way to do that. I think that eventually, I don't want to see like five choices because then at that point, you just you're doing too much. Like if all of a sudden Battlegrounds is like every like Street Fighter game where you have to choose your hero and it's just going <laughs> scrolling up and down and you have like a time limit. Let's let's not get to that point. But I think that four is a good number. I'm good with four. I'm super cool with four. Uh, but definitely the idea of saying for this limited time for a single purchase or for usage of gold. So if you're a free-to-play player, you can still you can use gold to do this, then you get all of these things. It doesn't set it up like it did, I think, during the beta, where you had to like, if you got 10 cards, you got you unlocked one thing, and then if you did another thing, you unlocked something else. 
it's everything all at once, one-time purchase uh, for that cycle. And I, I love this. What about you, Dragon? What do you think? Yeah, I think this is pretty cool. And the fact that you can use gold like stands out a lot to me because it's not just saying, oh, hey, like spend money because you can use gold. Um, it, you were mentioning about unlocking the different levels. So it was 10 packs of whatever the current set was, which for the you know time being what has been Descent of Dragons. Uh, so 10 packs, you unlocked the stats. Uh, 20 packs, you unlocked a new hero choice, the third hero to choose from. And 30 packs, you unlocked the emotes. Uh, so if you're just kind of comparing that, the 30 pack mark, if you spent gold on that, is 3,000 gold. So the fact that this is 2,500 gold, I mean, that already that's kind of a discount. And you're going to be able to get even more out of it with, you know, the ability to get that fourth hero and early access to new battlegrounds. Um, so I think that's super cool. I, I like that they have the money or the gold option. And, you know, it also includes some arena tickets, which I think is going to, you know, try to encourage people to play arena because it's kind of been, you know, a little bit uh, neglected, I'd say. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, you would spend the gold on arena tickets anyways. So that, that being that being included seems pretty awesome as well. Definitely. And we should also mention that this bundle can also be purchased through the um, Ashes of Outland Mega Bundle. So if you are going to get that pack, which comes with, you know, a special card back, a hero, uh, 90 packs to open, and then a, a legendary, like, I would say if, if you're going to go that route, don't don't pay the 20 bucks. Just get the big bundle. You know, that way you're not you're not paying two, you know, twice. And I, I think the way that it works is it's fifty dollars for just the regular bundle and then eighty dollars for the mega bundle. And uh, not to be the economist here, uh, but the mega bundle comes with almost twice as many cards all of the battlegrounds perks, the hero and the card back, and it's twenty dollars more, I believe, or thirty dollars more. Thirty dollars, oh, almost, yeah, thirty dollars more. Um, so you're basically paying the ten dollars for, you know, double the cards in the hero. To me, I think that'll be the route that I go, or I'll just drop the twenty five hundred gold and just get the battlegrounds perks. I haven't quite figured that out yet because they did announce a whole new laddering system or ranking system for standard, which I'm really excited about. But at the same time, I am just beginning to notice that I'm playing standard less and less, and of course, battlegrounds more and more. Uh, so. I don't know. I've got a lot to think about and we've got a lot to talk about. So that was the Tavern Pass. We're going to take a quick second to jump away from this patch because I got an email from HS Replay talking about the newest feature of their site, which is the Battlegrounds section of HS Replay. It is now live. Um, I've had a few people talk about it. Uh, give me some... I haven't been able to test it out, uh, so I, I didn't have some of that early access. HS Replay, if y'all want uh, 
little bit of a little bit of love our way go right ahead i'm not gonna stop you but uh this is very interesting basically it takes the same level of statistics from the hs tracker application that uh they have for both windows and mac and they do some really interesting stuff with it just for battlegrounds and just really quick they show some of the tier listings tier one tier two uh, tier three. I don't know how up to date this is because uh, Millhouse is at like the bottom of tier two, and we're gonna talk about that. Uh, but it does have the newest heroes, so they're thinking about something. But then, of course, you can always go a little bit deeper, and with a subscription that they're calling tier seven, and with that, you have access to like deeper minion statistics. I believe it talks about when people use their hero powers and when they don't. Um, they talk about different comps, what minions are being selected at what turn, what tier people are leveling up. Uh, so there is a lot of data here. The one thing that I will definitely ding them on is it is a separate subscription from HS Replay. Uh, so this means that you're going to have to pay on top if you're already a subscriber to uh, HS Replay for Tier 7. It's $4.99 a month, it looks like. I I don't know. I have mixed feelings, but I do think that what they're doing is absolutely phenomenal. And if you want to try it, it does come with a three-day free trial. Uh, so there's there's a lot to talk about here. We're going to have to do a deep dive on this some other time, but just really quick, Don, what, what are you thinking about HS Replay getting into the battleground scene? Oh, I mean, it's, it is definitely detailed and it's insane. Uh, it does make me wonder like if people actually use this and they're using it to see like, okay, when I should be using my hero power and, and this and that, uh, you know, I, I do wonder how it's going to affect actually play battlegrounds you know if a lot of people are using this is it going to make it harder on the people who aren't using it um, but overall I, I think it's pretty pretty good i do think that i mean there were probably these same kind of fears when kind of the initial hs replay that's used for standard was kind of put out um, but hopefully it's used more as a reference and a resource rather than it kind of taking over and playing for you that that's only that's kind of my concern there. Absolutely. And and I'll definitely say that one of the things that I have learned uh, and we talked a little bit about this in our get good episode is these kinds of tools can be a blessing and a curse. I, I have seen so many people just go to HS replay and I've been one of them. Like when you don't want to think about it, you go to HS replay, you figure out what's the best thing that's going on right now. You pick it and you still do bad and you you have to learn how to use tools like these um of course this is all built into the website the actual deck tracker itself still only shows your last known board state and what minions are available at each tavern tier i think that their decision to do that is based on one blizzard has already said they don't want any type of applications that will take uh, the gameplay away from the player. They want to create, they only want to make it so that you can use tools that will 
effectively give you the same ability as if you just wrote those things down. Uh, so I think you can use this. I, I think it's definitely a really cool tool. Um, again, I know some of the people that work for HS Replay. They are absolutely phenomenal, and they work really hard to give you this kind of information and to do deep dives on it. But I, I just wonder... What what does this mean for for battlegrounds? I mean, obviously, you have you know meta reports, and you have people at Blizzard tweeting about stuff, and you have HS Replay saying that they, you know, are willing to invest in infrastructure and a website and everything else. This has to mean that battlegrounds is definitely going to be here to stay for a while. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I think the addition of the Tavern Pass as well speaks to that. You know, they are finding a way to put money into it and and draw people in, you know. So I, I definitely think that it is going to be around for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, I do want to mention that, you know, there is the subscription where you can get even more details, but there is a little bit of info that you can get on here for free uh, that kind of shows their tier list. So, like, right now, for example, it has Deathwing as uh, Tier 1, you know, and it kind of tells you the pick rate. So, people are picking Deathwing 65.3% of the time. Uh, its average placement is 3.59. So, on average, you're going to take third or fourth, maybe. <laughs> you know, it has 20.43% uh, second place finishes, uh, you know, and it breaks down all of the heroes like that and shows you. So even if you kind of just want to get a reference on, hey, which which heroes are better, which heroes are worse, you know, how often are people picking them, then you can at least use that free tool as a reference as well. Definitely. And the thing I like about this is that it, it does show not just this hero is powerful, but it can tell you like, Again, Deathwing picks 65% of the time, but it gets second place more than it gets first. You know, second and third place are the most, whereas a hero like Nazdormu actually gets picked more than Deathwing, but on average places higher, places first, more than it does second, third, or fourth. So you can kind of use that as a way to gauge, like, what are you trying to accomplish? Like, right now, I am on my quest for 100 first place wins. I am seven away, and I'm going to get it. I'm, I'm going to do my best to get it before the end of the week, but uh, there will be streams <laughs> happening for that. But for me, having this kind of information lets me know that I should be playing more heroes like Nazdormu, more heroes like Archvill and Rafam, more heroes like um, Alex Straza, because when they win, they they win. They don't top four, they win. And that's the thing is, you know, it's it's not too hard to top four with Deathwing. It is harder to win with Deathwing. And I don't know if that's because of how people pick or how you pick or whatever, but just from a statistics point, it gives you a deeper dive. And I, the last thing that I want to say on this is this isn't complete data. We have to remember that this is only people who are playing with the actual HS replay, HS tracker running and the information that they get 
while it is a good example, it it isn't 100%. Um, only Blizzard has that data and they do not give that data out all the time, but they do uh, let Ixar uh, tell us all of the secrets every now and then. So uh, if your mileage varies from what you're seeing, um, just know that most people that are playing at a higher level will probably be running this, but people at a lower level may not be. So if you're, you know, in that 65% under 5.5K, the odds of the person, the people that you're playing against, they're probably not running this tool. And that means that a lot of their data isn't calculated. So take all this with a grain of salt. This is what a lot of higher level players are doing. Not necessarily what you should do, as we've noticed with, you know, some heroes that do better in lower ranks than higher ranks. But that was a fun little detour. Let's jump back into this humongous uh, patch update and move into new hero alert. Oh, my goodness. This hero I've played with a few times. I'm I don't know how I feel. I've my last first place was with it, but at the same time, I have done so terrible other times with it. Oh, fungal Mancer Flurgle. First of all, this this what is this creature? What is what is this Murloc? <laughs> this isn't a Murloc. Murlocs are supposed to be tiny. This thing looks like it ate fifteen Murlocs. Like, ah, oh. it's like the Jabba Hut. <laughs> It's like Jabba the Murloc. <laughs> yeah. Jabba Lock. Oh, man. So, Jabba Lock's so uh, hero power here is a passive hero power. After you sell a Murloc, add a random Murloc to Bob's Tavern. How do you feel about this? Oh, man. I tried I tried them today. Just, you know, like we say, for, for research for the podcast. Oh, it's so bad. I don't like it at all. He's so bad. So there, there's a couple of, of asterisks with this. You're only going to get a Murloc from your tavern tier or lower. I feel like it does a really good job of giving you Murlocs at the tavern tier that you're at. Um, and then one of the things that I've noticed is the Murloc that you receive back is so important. Like, So I've, I've had situations where I get like cold light seers back to back to back. And that is great. That is exactly what you want when you have a full board of Murlocs that you've been buffing. Tier one, tier two, you want to get like rock pool hunters. If you get those, then you're doing like great because you can sit there and buff like a single tide collar. Or if you can get a golden tide collar early, you can really start to buff it and it can get out of control. Um, I've had instances where I've gotten like four tox fins back to back and that's kind of cool because <laughs> it's basically a cheap it's 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 basically like a cheaper megasaur so you know I'm I'm always happy about that <laughs> but but yeah I think that this hero definitely has some interesting play styles some different ideas that you can do with it but Definitely not the easiest hero to play. I can see this. If you're able to get uh, on like the very first turn that you can buy a minion. Okay, If you can find Murloc Tidehunter, the 2-1 the Murloc that gives you a 1-1, one, one, 
I feel like if you can do that and then on the second turn, you know, like start, you can sell the token and then get whatever minion or the whatever Murloc it gives you, that would be a great start. But if you don't find Murlocs anyways, the first couple turns to start selling to get more Murlocs, like it's your hero power is just not doing anything and it kind of feels bad. Yeah, you definitely have to start out strong and and continue to play strong throughout the entire game. Uh, and then RNG also has to kind of be in your favor. Uh, but speaking of RNG, there is a hero that is back, and that is Sir Finley Murgleton, uh, the other Murloc hero. Uh, there are three. There are three Murlocs in battlegrounds now. So this is, I don't know, starting to become a problem. Might have to call an exterminator. Um, but Finley has a new hero, new passive that is at the start of the game, discover a hero power. And I really like this. I like that it, it kind of plays in tune to uh, the card, the new uh, legendary Finley uh, Murgleton, where you basically get to change your hero power if you have no duplicates. Uh, I think that if you don't like any of the options that you currently have in your three heroes, but Finley is one of them, congratulations, you got to choose a new hero. Um, so basically that changes your options from three to five. So that's, you know, really cool. You get five different choices of a hero power and I think that can really benefit you. And especially once they add that fourth hero power slot, um, I think Finley will be a a clear choice when you're not sure who else to go with. Yeah, I haven't gotten to try Finley yet. I haven't gotten offered Finley as a choice, but I'm so far from what I've seen, it seems pretty cool. Um, I mean, have you tried all of the of... other heroes? No. If you've tried most of them, then you've tried Finley. <laughs> That's that's his hero power now. Fair. It's just hey, choose a different. But I haven't hero. gotten to discover which one. I mean, that is like a whole new thing. Come on, it's totally different. Not the same at all. Actually, there no. is. That is true, and and this is why. So when you choose your hero normally, you're choosing not knowing what anyone else has chosen. But here with Finley, you actually see who else has picked what hero power so or what hero. So this gives you a slight advantage when it comes to making that decision. Like, um, for instance, if you see Jaraxxus and you see Lich Bazal and you see Rafam, you know there's probably going to be a lack of demons. So you probably don't want to pick any type of hero power that focuses on demons. Same thing with if you if you pick like or if you see someone like Maleficent or Millhouse, maybe you want to focus something that's going to either uh, get on the ground quick and running so that you can keep up with Millhouse's pace, or you want something that's going to be able to counteract mech synergies and things like that. So I, I do like the fact that you actually do get an opportunity to discover after you've seen what everyone else is playing. Yeah, that's a very good point, and I like that. Um I, I do want to say I feel really bad for whoever I was playing with today that did pick Finley and they chose the uh, poor, poor hero power of Fungal Mancer Flurgle. And there was also a Fungal Mancer Flurgle in that lobby as well. Oh, that that can't feel good. That's that's it, a lot of it did not. 
<laughs> That's a lot of Murlocs being taken. Um, speaking of being taken, there were there were three heroes that were actually taken from us. Um, Ragnaros is gone. Patches is gone. And Sylvanas is gone. Now, Ragnaros and Patches both have this, you know, hero power of directly deal damage at the start of the match. All right, and but Sylvanas, Sylvanas was one that was different. I really like Sylvanas as a hero, but I do think that at the end game, like her end game, just you never use that hero power because you're trying to get triples. You're trying to uh, basically buff up whatever you're keeping on the board. There's not really much room to to kill something off. So they're def- they're going back to the lab to be reworked, and uh, hopefully they come back a little bit stronger. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they do with that. Um, but because they did take those three out, we've already talked about them adding uh, Flurgle and Finley back in. But the third one they added back in to kind of replace the three they took out is Professor Putricide. And they gave him an updated hero power. So it now is a one cost hero power. Give a friendly minion plus 10 attack for the next combat only targeted. So you can now pick which of your units is going to get the plus 10 attack. I, I think at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I mean, it's. I mean, maybe I'm like something with divine shield, uh, you know, or I don't know. I mean, what cave hydro is always kind of a thing but something something like that could be pretty beneficial i could see it on you know a like a a nine battle uh i can never say it an annihilant battle battle master uh almost like a battle past a battle pastor <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the ana- just the that's the the big butt demon. Yeah, you know. a, I mean a big butt demon with more attack <laughs> is always great. I could see you putting it on something like Baron Rivendare because that that's one of the things that sucks about Baron Rivendare is that it doesn't really you're you're making a big sacrifice having it on the board. It is a one seven, so a lot of things or a few things can hit into it, but it's not really going to do anything on its own. It's just affecting those around it. So I, I think having, you know, something like this on like a Baron Rivendare, a Battlemaster, uh, I can't really think of very much else at the moment, but I'm sure I'm sure the people here, like you said, Cave Hydra, uh, a Mechano Egg, maybe. Uh, sure. I mean, those are all kind of mid to late range, you know, heroes. Of course, you're going to destroy everyone the first couple of rounds if you use Rage Potion, just because it'll kill everything. But <laughs> I, I think that one big attack minion, unless it has the the defense stat to, to keep it alive, isn't really going to make much of a difference. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I like that you can target it, though, and you can choose which minion, but... You know what's really good when you can pick which minion gets something? Um, Lich King. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Lich King got updated. So now, just like Putricide, instead of uh, the reborn effect going automatically to that far right minion, you get to pick where it goes. And uh, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely think that Lich King is, I wouldn't say he's OP, but definitely better. I, I could see, yeah. by the way, 
I don't know why I thought this would be any different, but I did learn, and I learned this prior to Lich King's uh, buff. Um, if you have the the dragon that has reborn, you can't give it double reborn. That's not a thing. <laughs> Mega Wind Fury, uh, Bronze Warden, like Mega Wind Fury exists, and Mega Reborn does not exist. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking of. Like, oh, if I use, if I put. Put it on my bronze warden. I'll get like two bronze wardens at the end. But no, I, I didn't. And I was very, very confused for about uh, five seconds. And then after that, I was like, oh, I'm dumb. <laughs> so, reborn Inception. Yeah. So just just for those, there is no such thing as Mega Reborn. However, Blizzard, <laughs> let's, let's talk about it sometime. All right. <laughs> It is my dream. And gross. speaking of dreams, Ysera also got a buff. Um, her dream portal is now a passive. So at the start of your turn, you'll add a dragon to Bob's Tavern. Um, I don't know how better. I feel about dragons. It's better. Dragons are still <laughs> so difficult. Uh, yeah. I believe it was the Angry Chicken crew that that mentioned that like, dragons kind of require you to hard commit to dragons and if you don't then like they're great early mid game late game they kind of fall off um but yeah no i i think definitely not having to pay to get a dragon added helps but at the same time there's so many dragons to choose from and not all of them are good not all of them are red whelp <laughs> yeah I, don't, I i do think that it's better but yeah it's not quite there and i think that's the the sad sad factor of dragons and that makes me really sad because you know yeah I'm a dragon rider i want dragons to be cool and they're just not as cool and it's sad it, it's upsetting because they promised dragons for so long like we knew that dragons were coming and then when they came everyone was super excited and then they were like, oh, wait, no, dragons, they're, I mean, they're okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if I'm going into battlegrounds and I'm watching big things smash into each other and there's tokens flying everywhere, death rattles going off, I don't want okay. I want them to be awesome. Exactly. And you know what's really awesome? The card that, ev or the hero oh, that everyone <laughs> thinks is not awesome but me <laughs> Pyramid, they they're just gonna keep buffing him, and I'm gonna just keep winning with him. So I'm I'm okay with this. But brick by brick, got a buff. Uh, one mana, give a random friendly minion plus four health now from up from plus three. Again, I don't know what everyone's problem is. I seem to do just fine with it. Everyone else says it's bad. I'm I'm just like, all right, let me get a big taunt minion. Let me. Just keep clicking that button, and hopefully that top menu will just get bigger and bigger and bigger. I think the big thing with this, though, is you have to prioritize using your hero power. If you, like, the turns where you don't use your hero power, you're going to fill it. And I think that's where people, and it does fall off late game. I will give people that. But hopefully by that time, you've got a pretty massive board already with some stuff that's been buffed, you know, eight or ten times. And, you know... It's a lot easier to work with. All right. All right. So 
you know when you have a really stinky bag of trash? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can spray something that smells good in there and make it a little bit less stinky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's only gonna last so long. It's still stinky trash. I all I hear is the haters <laughs> talking, and it's okay because we got a bunch of other heroes to talk about. We're gonna skip the next one that they bring up in this blog post and jump straight down to Rat King. We'll come back because oh boy, I, I said some yeah. things, and I have to. Again, I have to apologize for the things that I say because Blizzard hears them and then they immediately do something to make me shut up. But let's go on to the Rat King. The Rat King now gives plus one, plus two, and of course that swaps out each turn. Um, And then this also, I mean, this is what it used to be, right? And then they just kind of reverted it back. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I think it, it makes it a little better, but it's kind of like what we were saying earlier. Like, it's better, but it's still not. Eh. Yeah. It's, it's eh. If you want to know our thoughts on that, go listen to some of the earlier episodes. <laughs> we, we talked about it at this Hero Power. So cool. All right. Maleficent yeah. Mana Storm. Her passive has increased. Now all mechs in Bob's Tavern have plus two attack. Uh, so... Again, a lot of these, I think a lot of this was due to due to the idea that there were heroes that were clearly just too strong. They had to do something to make the other heroes feel stronger. And while I still feel like focusing on hero powers is probably not the best way to do it i would like to see stronger minions not stronger heroes um i get it and i think that this does solve that problem uh what doesn't solve that problem however is oh before we jump into it by the way deathwing they talked about it they said they were going to drop it from three attack to two attack they did that Sure, it it helps. I I think he's still pretty strong. I don't like how he's designed, but whatever. Uh, dragons going dragon, I guess. Um, but oh dear, Millhouse Mana Storm, what <laughs> a such a little change has made such a difference. All right, so Millhouse. When you play Millhouse, his passive hero power is minions cost two gold and his refresh costs two gold. Everything sounds normal, but you start with the traditional three gold instead of two gold. And that has made such a difference. And, and here's why. Turn one, you buy a hero. Turn two, you buy two heroes. Turn three... You buy a hero and you level up. Turn four, you buy two more heroes or two more minions. It, it's so broken. Like one gold difference is absolutely broken. And I understand now why they wanted him to start at two gold just to kind of keep him on par. I, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't I don't know how they're going to fix this. They have to fix it. I If I look in our Discord now, like... All of the chatter has been around how did Millhouse get so strong? 
the the patch wasn't that big. I'm all I'm doing is winning with Millhouse. Like it is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. He went from really bad to really good. He went from trash to like <laughs> recycle. <laughs> He went from trash to renewable energy. That's what he, that's what he turned into. <laughs> yeah. He straight. Yeah. But, oh goodness. I mean, you're right though. Like being able to buy, first of all, to be able to buy a minion on that first turn to kind of stay on par with everybody. Like to me, the those first two turns are really what made it. Because I I did get to play him today, and it was like, oh, okay. Well, look, I'm just on par with everybody, and then. Once you can start buying more units per turn than everybody else, you just you're like, well, I'll just take the game now, thanks. I mean, if if you get lucky, <laughs> you can have six minions by the end of turn two. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's insane. There, I mean, if you buy a token unit on the first turn, you just holy smokes because you have that extra gold in addition to things costing less. So you just really run away with things. Oh man, I I can't wait to see how they fix it, but I will say that one of the things that I think they will be bringing also is Illidan Strongman. Um <laughs> Illidan Stormrage here. Uh as you know, Illidan is the newest hero in Hearthstone with the Demon Hunter class, but he's also the newest patron of Bob's Tavern and he his hero power is Wingman. Uh, I get it, because wings. Um, at the start of combat, your left and rightmost minions attack immediately. I I don't know how I feel about it. I, I think it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't want to pass any judgment. I My first thoughts are, dude, what did they do to this guy's hero portrait? <laughs> He's definitely juicing, so... We, we need to have a conversation. Uh, I, I don't know how Blizzard let this happen. There should be anti-doping penalties, you know, in place. But, oh my goodness, I can't, I can't stop looking at this portrait. Like, his muscles, <laughs> muscles have muscles. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think this is going to be pretty interesting because I think it's going to make everybody completely rethink how they position uh, you know, we're kind of a lot of people are kind of in that mindset of like, let's say you have beasts, uh, you know, you you always want to put your beasts in a certain order so that your your beasts are early and die. And then you have that scavenging hyena kind of at the very, you know, on the very far right. And you're not going to be able to do that with Illidan. So it's it's going to be a little bit interesting to make people rethink positioning. I, I'm really interested in seeing how people will play in response to this because right now, come late game, most of your minions will either have some insane death rattle or they'll have, you know, divine shield. So I don't see how much of a difference this is going to make. Maybe it's maybe strong early game if you have, you know, certain cards that you can you know cheat out but in most cases i don't see this making much of a difference and 
the fact that they do both attack at the same time, because it does say attack immediately, yeah, it's going to give you that nice little burst, but what happens if both of those minions just die on the first attack? Like, that's that's dangerous. I, I could see something cool like, you know, the left and right most minion have, like, divine, or have divine shield or have, like, OP have like wind fury or something <laughs> like yeah like give the first give them like wind fury you know that way they can still die but if they don't die then they're gonna hit twice and that gives you a little bit of extra burst I, I don't think them just attacking is going to really do anything other than get them killed whenever they hit up against you know George <laughs> yeah yeah like I said I think the biggest thing is is just gonna make people uh rethink their positioning um, but I do want to mention, so Illidan will be coming to Battlegrounds uh, a week from today when we're recording. It will be joining on March 26th during the same patch that we have the Hall of Fame cards and the priest updates and all of that kind of stuff. So uh, we do have one more hero, though, that did change really quickly that is already in effect. And that is Reno. Oh, I forgot about and Reno. They, yeah, poor Reno. He just gets ignored, you know, just whatever. He's off in the corner doing his own thing. <laughs> but he, his hero power remained the same. You make a friendly minion golden once per game, but it now only costs three gold instead of four. Um, I think it's pretty good. I think he's he's pretty good now. He can get a golden a little bit earlier. I don't know. He's not like he's still not top tier, I'd say, but it is a little better. I mean, yeah, three three is definitely better than four, but maybe in numbers only. Like, I, I don't really see how this makes a big difference. Maybe I'm salty because somebody <laughs> kicked my butt with a three notes. Like, yeah, and, and, and I mean, that's the thing is like, I think, I think what this big patch has done is it's made every hero a little bit better. Um, except for Deathwing. It made Deathwing a little bit worse, but... Uh, I think that was kind of the point. Uh, in all in all, I don't. I think there's still there the obvious like every time you see these heroes, pick them. Uh, I definitely think that your play style and what you prefer to play with will give you the advantage if you understand that. But you know, at the end of the day, your heroes are nothing without the minions, and we have to jump in to. All of these minion changes, oh my goodness, so many minions. And let's start with Savannah High Main moving down from Tavern Tier 5 to Tavern Tier 4. And I mean, I, I like it. I I, I think it's fine. It, it's High Main is definitely one of those minions that I, I pick up a lot, you know, just to kind of fill a spot and... I mean, I would rather be picking those minions at tier four than tier five. Tier five, I'm really trying to solidify what my game plan is going to be. So um, I definitely think it feels better at tier four. This needs to be at like tavern tier 4.5 because it doesn't feel very good at tier five, but it feels pretty dang good at tier four. <laughs> tavern tier four, but you will never see it the same time you level. Like you got to wait three turns. Yeah. yeah they, they just need to give it that same like dormant ability that they're announcing in Outland. So like for the first two turns, it does nothing. And then after that, it'll do something. <laughs> yeah. It, it feels pretty good at tavern tier four. Yeah. 
All right, Herald of Flame. Uh, for those who don't know, this is the dragon that does overkill, deal three damage to the leftmost enemy. Uh, I I like this hero. I or not hero. I like this minion. I think that I haven't quite figured it out yet. It definitely needed a, a big defense buff, and it got one. So it is now a five six instead of a five four, and golden. It now is a five twelve instead of a 5-8. And this is why I like having cards that are not a part of standard in the game because you can do things like this where, you know, it's in a good spot tier-wise, but maybe it just needs a little bit more damage or it needs just a little bit more defense or a little bit more health. And you can actually make those changes on the fly. The thing that interests me in these is Someone brought this up a while ago um, in another podcast. I don't know who it was, so I'm, uh, I can't credit them. But if you look at some of these cards, Herald of Flame, Savannah Highmane, they still show their alignment, like their hero type alignment. So Herald of Flame, I'm just looking. I was like, is that a warrior card? Is that do we? Is there going to be a Herald of Flame one day? <laughs> like show up in standard? Who knows? I mean, it's it's a possibility, but yes, the that is something that's been kind of weird. It's kind of just been glossed over, but yeah, yeah. In in cards that already existed, it kind of makes sense. But then when you start looking at like like, hey, that that didn't exist before. Why is it a warrior card? <laughs> maybe it yeah. was maybe it was on the chopping block for like cards that they wanted to introduce, and they were like, great for battlegrounds though, and they just kept it and ran with it yeah we can speculate all we want but until blizzard answers my emails and comes on the show to to defend themselves then the world will never know moving on steward of time now moves from two attack to three attack um I still, I don't know. I, I pick this card when I have, when I see something else in the tavern that I want to buy, but I also see this. Uh, it rarely stays on my board. I don't think that's going to change, honestly. Yeah. Um. One thing I do want to point out, we are on the third out of the six cards that have been changed. Four of them are dragons. Four of them are dragons. So what you're saying is dragons were bad. And they're still pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, it looks like they noticed that, hey, dragons aren't quite doing it. And they tried to make some changes. Uh, I don't know if these are going to be enough. But yeah, I mean, like, Steward of Time, is it's kind of one of those. Like, you might have it for a round. But pretty much you're probably just going to be, like, buying it and then selling it to give the things in the tavern a buff and or having it on your board for a turn or two just because it's a dragon and then that's it. So I don't really think that increasing the attack makes much of a difference. Yeah, I and and it's kind of sad to see because that seems to be the thing that they did with most of these. And honestly, I I've played a bunch, you know, a bunch, especially in the last few days with this, with these changes, but I don't see, I don't see how it's helping, but looking at 
the next card, Caligos, Arcane Aspect. Um, all they did here was they changed their um, attack and health from 2-8 to 4-12. And at first, I was thinking, okay, why did they make it 2-8 originally? And that's because if you look at Malagos, Aspect of Magic... It is also a 2-8, and I'm wondering if all the aspect dragons were supposed to be 2-8s, but honestly, I think that this card needs to be tier 5 and not tier 6. Yeah, it at tier 6, it's just, I don't think it's doing enough. And, you know, also, you have uh, Brand Bronzebeard at tier 5, so it kind of feels like, well, why, you know, why do I care about, you know, getting Maligos at six when dragons aren't even that great? Or I might only have a few dragons. And then I also have to have these dragons and play a battle cry thing. And, you know, it just feels like too much, um, especially for tier six. I almost feel like it would actually fit really well in tier four. Like if you're thinking of Savannah Highmane as a tier four minion being really strong, at tier four, if you get a Caligos, then that gives you time to start building those dragons. Again, we've talked about dragons are pretty strong in the early game. They get, they're pretty good in the mid game, but they start to fall off. And then in late game, they just fall off so hard. I think that if you had time to buff those dragons in the mid to late game transition, that could really make a huge difference. Ultimately, as long as the dragons don't have any type of ability, like dragons, if you don't have Nadina the Red, you can't give dragons Divine Shield other than Bronze Warden. Dragons can't get Poisonous. Um, again, Bronze Warden, the only one that has Reborn, which out of all of the cards, out of all of the dragons, in my opinion, the two best are Red Whelp and Bronze Warden. So it, it kind of makes sense that I'm talking about Bronze Warden like as being the only dragon that I really want to see get stronger and stronger and stronger. And I think that's because there's just nothing for them in the late game. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of that, I think we're going to skip over this next one and go to the sixth one here because it, it kind of ties in with what you're saying. But they changed Twilight Emissary. Uh, it used to be Tavern Tier 5 and a 6-8 that gave a friendly dragon plus 3 plus 3. But now they moved it down two tiers to Tavern Tier 3 and made it a 4-4 four, four, uh, that gives a friendly dragon plus 2, plus 2. And I think that kind of speaks to what you were just saying, that they kind of needed something more in that mid-game. And so I think that's why they dropped it down from Tier 5 all the way to Tier uh, 3, to try to help kind of give you some additional buff and longevity a little bit in that mid-game. Well, I also think it, it talks about... It talks to what is the purpose of this card. As... A six attack, eight health minion. It feels more like a card that's supposed to stay on the board. Um, and then also has that added benefit of giving another dragon three, three. I, I think if you give all the dragons like plus three attack or all the dragons plus three health and it stays on the board, that's great. But I think at tier three, with it only giving a plus two, two buff, this card is designed to be added and then immediately gotten rid of. <laughs> so it's it's definitely interesting that they're doing their best to buff dragons. And 
I wouldn't put it past Blizzard to completely rework because I mean, post Nightmare Malgam days, we saw demons become so strong very, very quickly. And then we saw Murlocs become so strong very, very quickly. I could see them just making a few small tweaks here and there and all of a sudden having a massive difference in the power level of dragons. But um, as the guys over at Coin Concede mentioned in their latest podcast episode, uh, designing cards is very, very hard because you only need one card to be overpowered and then it breaks the entire game. And that's why they are constantly patching and constantly balancing and they have ideas and they have to nerf for the time being. I mean, they just rebuffed a bunch of cards as they're going back into wild because they're like, eh, and wild, these aren't going to really move the needle. But they've got to do something with dragons. Like you said, out of all of these cards, out of the six cards that they buffed or they changed, four of them were dragons and dragons are still not strong enough. So... I wouldn't leave it up to, I'm, I mean, I trust Blizzard, they're going to do something here, they'll fix them, but uh, let's talk about this last minion. Uh, Nathrism Overseer is, it was a Tavern Tier 5, oh, wait, I'm looking at the wrong thing here, there we go, <laughs> <laughs> I was reading Twilight Emissaries, alright, so Nath- Nathrism Overseer was 4 health, now 3 health. And Golden went down to six health. Uh, I mean, okay. <laughs> I think there's... Yeah, so this is the demon that gives a friendly demon plus two, plus two. I mean, it's like what you were just talking about. It, it's one of those that you pretty much were just kind of getting it, using it, and selling it anyways. But I don't know. Um, I have a thought on this, but I'm going to let you... you jump in first no go ahead because i have zero thoughts on this i, I my only <laughs> okay. my only thought is i feel like they're just trying to make demons weaker and this doesn't really do it <laughs> yeah i mean if you're if you're wanting to make demons a little worse yeah this is not the way to do it but this is pretty good if you can get a demon on turn one especially uh let's see <clears throat> you do take two damage okay to be fair but Vulgar homunculus, a 2-4 taunt. That is a demon. And then you get this on the first turn, you upgrade to Tavern Tier 2, and then you take this Overseer, and all of a sudden you have a 4-6 taunt and a 2-4, and everybody else has like little sad little murlocs that just don't do anything, or a little, you know, a little dragon whelp that, a uh, red whelp that just kind of breathes a little fire and then dies. Well, the problem that I have with that, though, is that's making the assumption that you're going to have a vulgar homunculus on turn one, that you level up on turn two, and then you pick this up on turn three. I I don't think that that's fast enough. And then after that, what are you going to do? Because you're not going to stick with that homunculus throughout the entire game. I mean, you're... Or Fiendish Servant, I guess, also. The 2-1, you know, all of a sudden making that a 4-3. I can see Fiendish Servant, but even then, the problem that I have is unless you're going big demons, this doesn't really have a home. Like, this only has a home in big demons, and you don't really start getting the big demons until 
you like your turn one pick almost always has to be um what's his face Wrathweaver for big demons otherwise it's never going to scale and i mean otherwise you just want to get as many demons as possible and pop soul juggler and i mean even which i think some of the time is perfectly fine oh absolutely i I think that this this does more for soul juggler than it does for anything else because when you hit tier three you can have one or two of these on top of your vulgar homunculus on top of your um what's his face the other tier one demon the fiendish servant servant and now uh, and, and again it didn't change tavern tiers so like this was always the case just dropping it down one health this wasn't a card that people were holding on to already so why why are why are they even messing with it just leave it alone and and do something with you know wrathweaver make wrathweaver only gain attack instead of attack and health you know, or, or do something along those lines. But I feel like this was a, they did this because they could <laughs> like, uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> they see something that, that I don't see. I mean, again, they have access to all of the game data. I just don't see what this does for demons. I still feel like demons are arguably the strongest archetype, maybe except for Murlocs. And in terms of risk or reward, I think demons are more consistent. Yep. This does nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I am surprised at the health change. I don't... I mean, I think if they were to change anything, like if they're worried about kind of like what I mentioned with the the early star and the early stats to demons, then they would have changed the buff that it gives. Or they would have put it to tier 3 uh, instead of making it a 2-3 instead of a 2-4. Absolutely. I I just don't know. I don't know. They again, I, I trust Blizzard will figure it out, but I think right now this may actually be in preparation for something else along the way. It could be. Um again, there's there's a lot of that goes into game design and sometimes you have to make decisions on cards that don't make sense until later on and We'll we'll be talking about this in you know a month when we're like oh that's why they did that and you know, yeah. who knows <laughs> yeah well hey we we killed it we made it all the way through in almost an hour uh, that is awesome hey, that that's faster than I was thinking we were gonna do oh, it. <laughs> I I absolutely thought we were gonna be here for for a hot minute at least another thirty minutes but. Um, in that case, let's go ahead and, uh, and pour out that last call. So a a big shout out to the discord. It's been really, really active there. People talking about the new ashes of outland patch, people talking about how Millhouse, you know, started flexing on fools and is now absolutely broken. And a special thanks to our patrons and, you know, Dragon, what what do you have coming up this week? Anything cool? Do I? Uh, it's like uh, <laughs> that is a great question. <laughs> Maybe you know this this last week and the last like two weeks have just been so insane, just with everything going on at work and everything going on in the world, and then all of this news in Hearthstone. It's just like all these things compiling on top of each other, and my brain is just like. 
no, no more, no more. You're at your limit. Like, just stop, stop thinking about stuff. Um, uh, no, I, I think that this coming week should be pretty normal. Um, I'm looking forward to next Thursday when we get the Hall of Fame update and things kind of change. We'll get Illidan in Battlegrounds, so you know, enough time for people to play stuff, and then things will change up again. So that's pretty exciting. If you listen to this podcast, I assume that you listen to other Hearthstone podcasts. But if you don't, I have to tell you, if you play Standard at all, figure out the Hall of Fame minions. If you do not have them, craft them. When they go to the Hall of Fame, you will get a full dust value for them. So if you go and play wild, you'll still have access to those minions. But you will also receive dust for having those minions. And that only works up to like the maximum number of times you can own that minion so like if you already got two you're not gonna you're not gonna cheat the system but do that it, it is a great way to to just especially if you're into collecting and you want to have that full collection um just a little psa on that uh also shout out to the latest member of amber flight gaming christine uh super awesome been checking out some of the streams uh, definitely enjoying all of the stuff coming out of uh, AFG. And it's always good to know that uh, we're rooting for everyone on that team here. This is not just a Hearthstone Battlegrounds podcast. It's also the AFG fan cast. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, we are just to throw that out there because I know Dragon won't do it. So. <laughs> I'm too humble. I'm I'm too modest and humble. I really am. But I know that about myself, at least. So, you know, there's there's that. But yes, uh, so thanks for bringing that up. But yeah, shout out, shout out to Christine. Um, she's, I mean, I'd say somewhat new to like the Hearthstone scene and kind of streaming and all of that. She was uh, really inspired and encouraged after VK Lion won Worlds at BlizzCon in November and VK Lion's speech and all of that. So, you know, Christine was really encouraged and inspired uh, and, you know, was like, all right, cool. I'm going to start streaming. So like a month later, she started streaming and uh, really playing standard. And then January, she hit legend, you know, just was like, oh yeah, cool. I'm just going to be good and hit legend. And, you know, she's, she's been awesome in the community. She streams five days a week. You know, she's really been killing it. So it's great to pick her up and have her on the team and, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes from that. Still waiting on that first uh, AFG professional battlegrounds player, but uh, that'll we'll definitely announce it when it happens. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so shout out to Christine. Shout out to all the people at AFG. Love what they're doing. Super diverse team and kicking butt. Like got legend players, uh, people who are talking about getting into coaching and all these other things. Like I'm just super stoked for that. Um, well, if you've got nothing coming up, I am currently trying to finish my path to affiliate here on Twitch. So I will be streaming actually, as we're finishing recording this, I'm going to fire up OBS and get some games in. And, uh, yeah, if you see me online, you can, uh, be sure to give a follow and check it out. At this point, I'm literally just trying to keep my average viewers high enough. So, I uh, would love to have you just check out. I, I keep it pretty chill. 
Uh, we just listen to music, do some bad karaoke, play some battlegrounds, and you know, just chat. So, yep, I'm at Twitch at KJY Miller, and of course, you can find me on social media at the same. And we don't have any new comments or anything, but yeah, if you want to place your opinion, if you think that I'm absolutely out of my mind when it comes to some of these uh, choices in, uh, I guess, heroes and whatever, just don't talk to me about Pyromat, because then I'll block you. But (laughs) anyone else is up for grabs. Uh, yeah, let us know. You can email the podcast at podcast at bobstavern.pub. And of course, you can reach us on Twitter at Bob's Tavern HS. Uh, we haven't streamed in a while. Honestly, it's just easier to get a podcast out, but it's one less thing you got to think about. Uh, but if you want to see a stream and more things like that, uh, we're going to need your help getting everything off the ground. So if, if you don't mind, support us on Patreon at patreon.bobstavern.pub. Uh, Don, how can people reach out and see what you're up to? Uh, you can all find me on Twitter at DonnieDK. That's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. Uh, or on Twitch. That is twitch.tv slash DK. And... Yeah, please, everybody, go hang out in KJ's channel. Watch him hit 100 first place finishes, which is going to be amazing when he gets there. Help him get affiliates uh, because you do so much freaking work, dude. You definitely deserve it. I, I, I have to throw out that both of us, like, we we go to a day job, we work, and then, like, even, even the the time that we take before these episodes talking like hey how are we going to plan this episode out like that stuff takes time and we're even thinking about it throughout the week like the number of games that i put into battlegrounds would scare some people like it's it's bad (laughs) like every every free second that i have i'm i have like a game queued up and i'm just constantly thinking like okay what are my thoughts on this card sometimes i'm picking cards not because i want to pick them because i know they're bad but i need some type of validation like picking natherism overseer on turn three just to see like okay maybe i can do this weird demon comp thing and you know for the sake of our mmr for the sake of our sanity uh if you like the show then let us know let us know by leaving a review on the podcast player of your choice or on Apple podcast. Uh, let us know by donating. I know right now is a hard time for people giving. Obviously if you're dealing with some stuff, don't feel like we, we, we don't see that. We don't respect that. Please take care of yourselves before you take care of us. Uh, but uh, if you do have a little bit extra to spare and you want to see the podcast grow, maybe get the live stream going back up, maybe bring some people in to help us, uh, plan and do research uh yeah patreon at dot bob's dot pub you know that that's the place to go do that but absolutely I'm, and i think we do want to add some more uh like kind of segments and different things that we kind of talk about and break down but you know i, I was gonna bring something up for this episode and then they dropped all of this news and changes and stuff so couldn't get to it this week because of all that but you know we do have some other things in mind that we want to add to the show and do as well so 
No. Oh yeah, we have a running list of things that we want to add. Uh, more interviews, more you know, little segments. You know, getting the soundboard fired up again and and doing more stuff. But it it takes a toll on two people and. In order to get that help in, honestly, you just have to be able to pay for it. And that's just not something that we're able to do at the moment. So we're just going to keep bringing it to you the way that we've been doing. It's been going great so far. We're not going anywhere. And apparently the game mode's not going anywhere either. So we are super excited uh, to keep bringing the thunder. But that's going to do it for this week. Until next week when we get to play with Illidan and see why he has all these muscles um i've been your bartender jay and i've been your bartender dawn and our bouncer illidan is telling us that the tavern is closed everybody get out Diamond in the rough.